Welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast, the go-to resource for farms across the U.S. looking to grow and manage their business. Tune in weekly to hear tips and tactics from our most successful farmers on how to increase sales, access more customers, and save time and money. We'll also speak with industry experts, business leaders, and partners to share the latest farm business trends selling direct to market. Welcome today to the Direct Farm Podcast. I'm James, your host for today's episode. Uh, We've got another great conversation for you today uh, with Barnador's very own product manager, Anthony Mayako. Anthony joined Barnador more than three years ago in the height of the pandemic as part of Barnador's success team. He helped onboard hundreds of farms all across the United States. And, And then a year later, Anthony moved into product management to help us define and prioritize our engineering investments. Now, over the past year, Anthony's actually expanded his role and responsibilities to take on management and use of the Barnador user experience and support teams, too. He was educated as a mechanical engineer and continues to invest his time and energies to help Barnador best serve farms. Uh, So really delighted to have him here today. Anthony, welcome back to the Barnador Direct Farm Podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, hey, let's go ahead and jump in. I know we got a lot to cover today, but can you could you start just telling us a little bit about yourself and what prompted your initial interest in agriculture before you joined Barnador? Um, it it goes back to probably somewhere there in middle school. Of all things, I I probably couldn't tell you like exactly why it was an interest in chickens that kind of kicked the whole thing off. Like where that exactly came from, like who knows? But um, I was keenly interested in having and owning chickens and was doing research and all that good stuff. And then of all things, uh, I decided to start a little website because I was trying to aggregate all this information about chicken breeds. It's no longer no longer up there, but it was pickingachicken.com. But uh, it actually did okay for a little while there. It made its, its way onto the, the first page Google. But uh, that was step one. And then that just led me to to work at the local Grange feed and supply store kind of through the summers in high school. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. And now here I am, however many years later, barn to door. Wow. Well, it it seems like chicken is always the gateway drug for a lot of farmers to get involved with agriculture. Uh, Certainly appreciate your affinity for chickens. Um, I know many people on our team go to you with questions about specific breeds. That's good that you have all that background knowledge and experience. (laughs) Well, since joining Barnador, your role and responsibilities have certainly evolved significantly during your tenure. What do you enjoy most about your position now at Barnador, now that you've got purview over product, user experience, and support? Yeah, uh, particularly the close relationship between the product side and support is something that we enjoy at a business level. Um, support has really great finger on the pulse in terms of what our farmers are asking questions about or need a little bit more explanation. And then product is where we help decide what we're going to work on next. So it's you know pretty easy to see how those dovetail one into the other. Having that relationship between the two departments is certainly a nice handoff. But then for me, just getting the chance to actually see those improvements delivered to our farmers and see the positive feedback is probably my personal favorite. That's, that's great. must be really tangible, obviously, for your team to be able to see that feedback coming in and then work with the engineering team on getting those things fixed, right, and resolved, right? Because there's no bug-free code. There's always room for improvement, but it's great that you have your eyes across all of that. So it's been a few months since Barnador made its new point-of-sale device and its mobile application generally available for purchase. How's it going so far? 
uh, quite well. Um, we have actually put out a survey to the farms that have uh, been using our point of sale device, and the feedback ha has been very positive. Um, so it's been been exciting to see the results of that. So can you tell me, I know the survey has several questions. Let's just kick off with a couple of questions specifically. What's been the feedback specifically about ease of use, getting started, just the basic setup? Because sometimes, you know, it can be a little intimidating to get a device and try to pair it with an application on your phone. Yeah. So going through one of our main priorities when we were designing this whole point of sale experience was making it as easy as possible for a farmer to take their existing inventory list. And when they log into the point of sale, the very first time to have that just show up and they're pretty much ready to go. Um, so the feedback to that end has been very positive. People get to enjoy many of the elements of what they enjoy about their barn to door storefronts. Uh, they're on point of sale as well, having all of their variable weight items and everything ready to go. And, and then with respect to like connecting the reader itself to the phone, is that just as simple as the same thing you would do with any other Bluetooth device? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just through the point of sale application itself, it'll pop up and prompt you to connect to a reader. And, you know, that's been a broadly pretty quick experience from, from what we've heard from our farmers. So yeah, go through and search for devices, pops up and hit connecting your squared away. That's super. So Anthony, um, it's been um, a few months since the Barndador POS was released. And as we were just discussing, having a really easy setup is really important out of the box. But I know that you guys spent several months and actually over a year developing this product. And you guys wanted to have a POS that was truly built for farmers and have some things that nobody else offered. Um, what are a couple of those kind of key features that Barndador debuted day one with their point of sale device that farmers are really loving? Yeah, the, the first one that jumps to mind is a real-time inventory sync uh, between a farmer's online store and the in-person point of sale. To give a quick example, if you have 100 chickens, it's the same inventory number between both sides of the, the system. So you could have your 100 chickens online, maybe before the farmer's market, you manage pre-sell 15 or 20. Um, and then when you're there in person, you still have that 85 chickens available. Maybe you do well at the market, sell 40 or 50 of them, and you know you come out the other side, and the number everywhere is going to be down at 35. So no reconciliation necessary after the fact. So that's a uh, huge time saving. So regardless of whether or not somebody's purchasing online, even while you're at the market, that inventory is going to update in real time. So there could be somebody purchasing five chickens while you're at the market for a few hours. But at the same time, to your point, if you sell 50 chickens at the market, all of that's going to be deducting from that single count of that product, right? So that's a really cool feature. Uh, what's the second thing? I know farmers have some unique requirements. What's the other big feature that farmers are really excited about? Yeah, the other one that is definitely worth highlighting is the ability to sell by weight. Um, so... Again, we'll know those chickens, you sell them online. Maybe you are normally selling them at $28 a piece or something along those lines. You can take that same chicken that you're selling for a set price online and be able to sell that by weight in person. Maybe at the market, you prefer to weigh everything out and make sure that the customer in front of you is getting an exact charge amount. So going through, you're able to charge the three chickens and draw those three chickens down from your inventory count accurately, but still charge by weight to the customer. So 
being able to kind of have that split and the support of being able to charge by weight uh, to the customer, whether online or in-person, uh, is a feature we looked to bring across from the online store to the in-person experience. So so when I'm in person with my POS, I could literally, with just one toggle on on that item, flip it from a fixed price to a sell by weight. So all of a sudden, that chicken, like you said, which you may be charging simply $28 online for, flat fee, in person, I could actually charge to four pounds, two ounces, exactly, right? And, and yep. it would just calculate it automatically. So I might pull three birds out of my, my cooler at the market. Each of them might have a different weight. I could charge the exact weight and I can get every penny to the ounce, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And no extra special configuration needed in the background. Like if a customer walks up and you want to change that, you can all just do it right on the spot quickly and easily. That is really slick. I can see why farmers are clapping for that feature. That's a huge, huge value add. Um, so now back to the time put into developing and designing this experience. I understand, again, more than 18 months of research and development to get this first version of the POS out into the wild. Can you share, you know, a couple of stories, perhaps how farmers are using it today? What's, what's an example where a farmer who had been with Barn Door for some time, perhaps have had a lot of online sales. How are they doing now with POS? Is this something new that's enabling the capture additional volume? Yeah. Um, the release of the point of sale for many of the farms we work with has been a, a huge win-win for, for them, the ability to kind of further lean into their in-person sales. Some of these farms we work with didn't even have a point of sale previously. Um, so obviously a huge value add there for them. Um, but then the ability to have all of those features that come with Barn Door kind of wrapped into their in-person point of sale experience as well. So all sales are going to get appropriately synced in there. QuickBooks integration, if they have that set up or, or things of that nature. There's a farm we work with out in Kentucky who had done some volume with us in, in the previous year, um, not what we classify as a super high number, but they bought a point of sale system actually to, to the readers. Um, and lo and behold, they have started doing in-person sales and have now done uh, many tens of thousands of dollars in volume in person, which has been really remarkable to see. So seeing farmers able to really lean into the point of sale experience and find additional volume for themselves by being able to offer an additional measure of convenience for their customers who are there in person and maybe want to add an item on to their online order or something like that has been really incredible to see. Yeah, that's a, that's a real use case. I know talking with many farmers myself that they've been very excited about, right? To your point, maybe they never had a point of sale previously. And now all of a sudden when they're doing their pickups with the point of sale, that's affording them the opportunity to capture additional add-on sales in person even though they, that person may have already pre-ordered it for pickup, right? So that's just really nice, just again, supplemental income for these farmers. Great to see that it's in many cases been quite material, like double digit lift in, in volume for some of these farms. Now, um, now that, you know, Barn Door has been in the market for several months, you know, it must be fun beginning to work on some of the refinements based on all this feedback for our farmers, right? So I know you survey farmers all the time. You're looking for this feedback. We're always looking for more ideas on how we can make uh, our, our solution, and in this case, the Barn Door point of sale more useful. So recently, we announced the expansion of the Barn Door point of sale to support mobile wallets. So can you explain a little bit more uh, about what a mobile wallet is, and, and then we can talk about why it's a big deal? Yeah. So 
Mobile wallets, uh, for those not familiar, are an application within someone's phone where they have the ability to enter in their credit card. So, um, so they load in their credit card and they're actually able to use their phone for in-person transactions without even having the card there. So someone can load their Amex or their Visa right onto their phone. And then when they're there tapping their phone in person for, for checkout, as we've all gotten more and more used to, um, the, the reader pretty much thinks that it's a card right there on the spot. So that's a big deal, right? Because I know both uh, Apple and Google have native applications, Apple Pay and Google Pay, that are available with every iPhone or with every Android device that support these types of mobile wallets right on the phone. So we've expanded out to mobile wallets for many farmers. This might be new territory for them. Maybe they've heard about it. Maybe they haven't. I know this took some time and energy for our engineering team to implement. Why is this such a big deal in terms of like looking ahead for a farmer's growth? Yeah. Well, while the idea of a mobile wallet on, on the surface might sound like a little bit gimmicky, it really is something that is here to stay. Uh, just by the numbers, 49% of all buyers have now completed a purchase using a mobile wallet. And to kind of tack onto that, 37% of buyers say they make the majority of all their purchases with a mobile wallet. Looking at the, the buyer base, that number is just continuing to grow and grow. Uh, there are many folks in the younger generations who would leave their homes without a credit card on them at all. So it is absolutely imperative to make sure that you are uh, able to support this method of payment and something that we see uh, looking ahead as something that's here to stay and super important to to make sure that you can accept. Yeah, I, and I don't know if I qualify as younger. I'm 52, but I know I use mobile wallets and it is my preferred form of payment. I certainly... While I still keep a credit card on person just in case I need it for somewhere, because there are some vendors who don't accept mobile wallet payments, wherever a mobile wallet payment is available, that's what I use, right? Because I can simply just pay with my fingerprint or with my actual with facial recognition as well. So let's talk a little bit about why this big shift, right? Why is this driving so much? Why is there so much enthusiasm amongst buyers? for using mobile wallets for in-person payments? Like what are some of the big trends that you think are, are driving this? What, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, definitely a couple factors here. Uh, first one being the convenience for these buyers. I mean, as uh, some of the listeners might've seen before, like the ability to just hover their smartphone over whatever reader they might be using to make a payment. And for the buyer, it's, very quick. And as we noted, it's very heavily used by them. So it's a level of convenience that they're quickly becoming used to. Yeah, it's um, easy. I do this all the time. I just carry my phone in my back pocket. Wherever I walk in to grab a cup of coffee, I just pull my phone out and make a just quick and easy payment. What's the second big thing here that you're seeing are driving this? Is there some value add also even for the, the vendors as well? Yeah. Um, Looking towards this in our modern world, the second point is going to be security. Depending on that application, I know Apple uses facial recognition. Google will use uh, either that or usually a pin or your fingerprint to make sure that the customer is really there with their card, which can help reduce dispute and fraud rates. So there's benefits there for the, the vendors in terms of reduced uh, chargebacks. And then, yeah, making sure that you know, those facial recognitions especially will like look through and make sure, I think 
Apple's facial recognition uses 30,000 data points to make sure that you are who you are right there. So hope, make sure not to wear your sunglasses. But um, yeah, there there's a layer of security there that benefits both the buyer and the seller when making these payments with mobile wallets. That's super impressive, right? Because I know my pin on my phone is only six digits, right? But 30,000 points for facial recognition, that's pretty insane. That sounds like a pretty hard algorithm to crack. I can understand why Apple and Google are also encouraging people to use mobile wallets. Um, what else? We obviously went through COVID in recent years and people have a lot of concern about touching things. Is sanitation kind of something else that you're seeing too? Is like people just don't want to touch terminals, that kind of thing, you know, when they're going up and using a mobile wallet? Yeah, well, the ability to just hover and tap and pay many times is, like I said, quicker and easier for folks. But yeah, the ability to just use their own device, which they're very comfortable with and um, never have to come into to contact with anything else is probably a, a growing uh, priority in, in many buyers' minds as well, especially kind of with more sensitivity about public spaces and given the events of the last oh. few years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then lastly, is there any other big trends? I know people are increasingly busy in their lives. Is there anything else that you think is helping to really drive the mobile wallet adoption? Because obviously to see half of all Americans now having completed a mobile wallet transaction, that's a big deal. Something must be going right. Yeah. Well, if we're looking at trends, I think we can all say that people are increasingly attached and probably dependent on their smartphones, but folks are more likely to probably forget their wallet at home than their smartphone at this stage. And we are in a world that's increasingly busy as well. You know, folks are multitasking when they're right there making that in-person transaction and dog trying to run off for a, a child on their hip or something like that. So it's um, one of those things where they only need one hand to do it. So they don't need to worry about pulling out their wallet and trying to manage an impressive feat of dexterity to get the card out and present it. Instead, they can just pull their phone out, like many of us do many times a day, hover it, and then be on their way very quickly, easily, with one hand. So what I'm hearing is not only convenient, but it's simple, right? Like, so you don't have to have, like you said, fumbling around for cards. You're not having to insert something into a terminal, particularly if you got a cup of coffee or a dog leash in your hand in the other hand, or perhaps you're holding the products that you're purchasing from the farmer, right? It just works easy. Everything's simple. Uh, for that buyer. I can understand. I know I'm a huge advocate of mobile wallets. This is why I use mobile wallets almost exclusively. And so hopefully farmers, if you're listening to this, you're hearing just again, this growing enthusiasm amongst buyers, right? But big part of this too, is you're also going to improve that experience for your buyers who are going to be happier with that experience at your mobile checkout. So if you were talking with a farmer who was skeptical about mobile wallets, Anthony, and who had never used them before, you know, what are a couple points that you would try to come back to or want them to just, again, think through before passing on this opportunity? Sure. Um, so in terms of just mobile wallet usage, just to point back towards some of those kind of trends and numbers we were looking at before, um, it, it is something that buyers are increasingly looking towards and uh, using in, in their personal lives, as many as one out of three buyers who prefer to use mobile wallets to make the majority of their in-person payments. So um, something that, as we've kind of seen, has grown over the past years and is continuing to grow and is increasingly an expectation of your buyers to, to be able to have this payment option available. 
So it's really not a question if mobile wallets are going to happen. It's a question of whether or not the farmers are going to support it, right? Because buyers like me and increasingly more and more buyers are just going to come to expect it, right? So that's a big deal. So for listeners who are existing barn to door account holders, what do they need to do to get started? Like, so if they haven't ordered a POS device, you know, what's the first step? And if they already have a barn to door POS device, you know, what do they need to do? For, for those who are uh, barn door account holders without a point of sale, uh, I mean, it's just going to be on your online account. You're able to, to go through and order a, a reader just under the account tab and point of sale. Um, so pretty quick and easy to get that shipped to your door. And then beyond that, uh, for all those who already have a point of sale and have been kind of seeing and using the, the application, you can use it in much the same way as you were using it before. Um, so you'll now notice if you have an updated uh, version of your application that when you click credit card and you go through and the customer chooses how much they want to tip at the bottom of that screen where the customer's prompted to present their credit card, it now just says supports Apple and Google Pay. So no further setup needed. Just make sure that your application is up to date. It probably is. Most people have their uh, phones on auto update. Um, so yeah, it should just be there, baked in, ready to go um, for all those farms uh, who've been using the application themselves. That's super. So I'm, if I'm an existing barn to door account holder and I got my POS, I can start taking Apple and Google Pay payments today. Like there's nothing holding me back. Yep. Awesome. And from what I understand too, there's no additional cost or any ongoing costs associated with a POS device from barn to door either. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Just the purchase of the reader itself. And then from that point forward, you're golden. So like I said, trying to make this as easy and accessible for our farms who are looking to kind of add this opportunity and ability to take payments in, in person for their buyers. That's super. So, hey, before we wrap up, Anthony, I know that you look at and analyze a lot of data usage and trends. Uh, what's one of the things that you're most excited to share about the barn door point of sale that may not be obvious to our listeners? Yeah, well, looking at all of the different surveys and everything that we do, you know, a lot of positive feedback there. But one of the most exciting numbers for me is just seeing the the increase in revenue for our farm. So um, for them, there's been a double digit increase in, in the volume for the farmers with Barn to Door utilizing the point of sale system. And hard to put too much emphasis on that, but that's been a really incredible number to see. That's huge. I know if somebody came and offered me a double digit increase on my salary, I would take that tomorrow, right? So yep. that's just sign me up for that too. <laughs> so, hey, if you're yep. a Barn to Door account holder and you have not yet ordered a point of sale device, you can simply log into your account today, uh, go to the account tab and scroll down to point of sale and you can place your order on a point of sale and get one this week. Literally, it's that easy. If you're a farmer who's not yet working with Barn to Door, looking for an all-in-one solution, hey, look, come check us out. We've obviously made a heavy investment to make this experience easy and simple to use, uh, not just for your online sales, but for in-person, right? And keeping everything in sync. I want to extend my thanks to Anthony for joining us on this week's podcast episode and his ongoing contributions at leadership of Barn to Door. Thank you, Anthony. And here at Barn to Door, we're humbled to support thousands of farms across the country. We're honored to get the opportunity to learn from many of our most successful farmers who share their tactics, resources, and tools that they use to grow and manage their farm business. If you're looking for more information about the Barn to Door point of sale, check out our website at barndoor.com and navigate to software backslash point of sale. There, you can dive into all the features of the Barn to Door POS built for farmers to help you increase sales and save time. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Barn to Door Direct Farm Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more free farm resources, tips, and tactics that our most successful farms use to grow and manage their business, visit barndoor.com slash resources. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Direct Farm Podcast to automatically download our weekly episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.